Adios, Nachos Amigos, and welcome back to the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast World Universe Galaxy. Uh, jump back and forth on levels on there. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, this is my tag team partner, my broheim, my buddy, my pal, David Jeffrey Majors, a.k.a. DJM. How you doing, Deej? I am doing exemplary, PD Rave. You know why? I will tell you the good ship fanny pack is off and riding once more, and we are setting sail towards Scotland. Tell them why, PD Rave. Yes, we're going to be talking about Insane Championship Wrestling, the premier, uh, well, one of the premier wrestling promotions in the UK, uh, one of the most unique. I would say uh, wrestling promotions in the UK uh, for for myriad things, and we're going to be talking about Batamania. Uh, I'll give a little bit of context uh, on how Batamania came came to uh, existence in a moment. But first, Deej, who do we got to talk about Scottish wrestling with us? I don't know. You you tell us. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, we have. The returning Joshua Chaos, none other than the host of Chaos Buffering, Josh Hilp. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. I just watched the the thing, and it it was interesting. <laughs> uh yeah, it was it was it, it's very interesting. It's it's it's, it's a fascinating. That's promotion. two. That's two drinks, everybody. Yes, yes. Uh <laughs> yes. Uh also here with us, we have none other than from the DKG community and from many other things, we have Wolfgang. Not, Hello. not that Wolfgang, but this Wolfgang. How you doing, Wolf? Yeah, not 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 the Baromania Wolfgang, the the other Wolf. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Uh we talk about Batamania. Uh we've talked about Insane Championship Wrestling before on the show. Uh in our in a previous episode and on i believe on the event we talked about on that uh, episode is when they announced that they were going to do this which is uh, this event the first Batamania. uh so Batamania was announced as a reaction to the wwe putting out the wwe network in the uk the same day that icw was going to start icw on demand uh so they decided well you know what we're gonna have uh an event here at the barrowlands uh called Battlemania and we're gonna have it at the same time as WrestleMania. To at which they did. And then they, this is the second iteration of that. Uh having their own wrestling event at the same time as WrestleMania. Uh you know, it kind of as a as a an FU or as a kind of a statement uh of the you know kind of a proud statement of their own wrestling community. Uh Deej let me what what experience have you had uh outside of uh our show with icw and what expectation do you have for batamania well i know enough about insane championship wrestling to know that it is a gem in the world of non-mainstream wrestling it is something that is needed in the modern age uh i hope someday that the BBC catches on like they did uh, with a piece from The Guardian last year and maybe gives them a bit more of a spotlight because I believe that Insane Championship Wrestling is one of those indie companies that 
really could be a tentpole in the world of wrestling outside of world wrestling entertainment. They are unique. They are proud of who they are and they hide nothing. And they have a passionate fan base that plays their role perfectly as well. Also, one more thing I cannot stress enough the talents and the capabilities of the absolutely fantastic play-by-play man for ICW, Mr. Billy Kirkwood. He is truly phenomenal, in my opinion. He is a joy. Yes. Uh, Billy fucking Kirkwood is fantastic. It helps that he is a, he's also a talented comedian, uh, just, uh, just in general, and he's, he's just a funny guy, uh, and he's just a clever guy in general, and it, it works out so well. But we'll talk about him and many other things on the show as we go forward. Uh, Wolf. What were your expectations coming into this, into Batamania, Scottish wrestling? Well, I had, I've never been exposed to ICW, had never heard of Batamania or anything like that. Um, when I heard it was in Scotland, I thought it's either going to, it's probably going to be violent. Uh, I'm expecting beer bottles thrown, but you know, that's, you know, just generalization there. But, um, I, I was really excited because, you know, it's, I, I, I like being introduced to new aspects of, uh, indie wrestling companies, you know, not in the mainstream, um, uh, especially outside, uh, you know, outside of the U S and Japan. Uh, so I was actually looking forward to it, especially with the guy named Wolfgang on the card, you know, how bad could it be? Uh, yes. but, uh, I, I was, I was, uh, I had to split up the, uh, watching the event over about a three day period. But, um, when I, when I did sit down and watch it, I, I couldn't help but smile and laugh at a lot of the things. And like and like you were saying, the uh, the announcer, the play by play guys were absolutely brilliant. And I got to give it up to. And I had and I actually went back after it, I finished it and looked up uh, more about uh, Noam Dar. Yeah. Um. After <laughs> I learned about him, he's good. He's good. He. And he's I, very I was watching some of his uh, his matches because and listening to him and listening to the play by play guys, it was. Absolutely hilarious. Yes, uh, so it, it, it was really nice to hear those guys. Yeah, we're going to talk about Noam Dar in a little bit. Uh, Josh Hill, Joshua Chaos. Uh, what were your expectations, uh, if you had any? Well, the only—I mean, the only experience I really have with non-mainstream wrestling is the the last thing that I did on, you know, this podcast, which was very, very different <laughs> yes. from Baromania. I was kind of I was kind of expecting that, but like English, yes. and it wasn't. The last the last thing no, that I saw for this Scottish. was well, I mean there were a lot of English people, or there were some English people. There was yeah, there was there uh, was at least uh, at least, guy that uh, does the arm thing, the wrist thing. The men of the Doug Williams, yeah, Doug Williams, that's him. And the fifty-five, they were English, kind of. Yeah. I think they were English. Well, Shaw Samuels is at least. So there's um, that. But there were there were a lot of people. And they had more than like one ref. I think the last thing I saw had one guy do everything. Yeah. Uh but yeah. I was I was just expecting a lot of like very angry, you know, Scottish and English people, which I got. I definitely yes. got that. Uh which we definitely got quite a bit. We had a we got a we started the event. Uh speaking of English wrestlers. Uh, we did start the event with uh, with a tribute to uh, somebody who had fallen recently, somebody who had passed away recently, Chris Travis. 
Uh, I figured it was worth mentioning that uh, I'm not as familiar with Chris Travis as uh, as others, uh, which kind of was a shame for for me. Uh, but Adij, were, were you, are you familiar with uh, Chris Travis? Uh, I had seen the name in various British wrestling circles, uh, and this was clearly a big blow to the British wrestling scene, so much so that the likes of Finn Balor and Adrian Neville uh, both gave tributes to him uh, publicly uh, from WWE. So clearly he was a huge, huge part of the British wrestling scene. So uh, it was definitely a major, major thing. So, yeah, it was it was, a, it was good to see he was honored and, and that he had touched a lot of people. Uh, but also part of that, which was it was also no Will Ospreay in New Japan. Will Ospreay, yeah. Uh, also, up as part of that opening segment was uh, it was Noam Dar paying tribute. He also announced that he was going to be part of the global champion, global cruiserweight series uh, for the WWE, uh, and also announced that he wasn't going to be able to participate in the opening contest uh, because Red Old Red Lightning, Mister Mister Evil Authority figure, <laughs> uh, had suspended him because he, had, he didn't ask for his permission. Uh, which was, it was just kind of fun, but we did, what we did get was Noam Dar on commentary, uh, which, um, Noam Dar is a fantastic wrestler. He's just, he, he's, he's shown it time and time again. Uh, and I'm just so looking forward to seeing him on the Global Cruiserweight Series. Uh, right, Deej? Look. Um, if there is one guy from the UK that is mentioned almost as much as Zack Sabre Jr., uh, it is Noam Dar, and both of them will be in the Global Cruiserweight Series, and it's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be good. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh but we did in without Noam Dar, uh, we did get a, a the ICW Zero G Championship Scramble match. We had the champion Davy Boy, uh, or should I say Davy Man. Uh, being challenged by the likes of Zach Gibson, Kenny Williams, the local hero Joe Hendry, Liam Thompson, and and Lionheart. Uh, the, the the what was it? Oh God, and then, I forgot the nickname. Uh, but the Championship Scramble. I think it, a lot of people are familiar with the Championship Scramble format. Uh. Deej, do you have any context that you would uh, give people on this contest? Well, this is a great way to open up a show. It was a championship scramble where uh, the winner of the match is the person that is holding the championship at the end of it, where each fall counts for the winner to be the interim champion. Uh, And each of these gentlemen were competing to walk out the winner. Uh, Lionheart uh, had recently returned from a broken neck, and here we are. Yeah, he had returned from a, with a, from a broken neck, uh, had a grand return, and then uh, at some point uh, turned heel and was now... Uh, and now he is, uh, as the fans uh, would like to chant repeatedly, uh, he is considered a fanny. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, if you are familiar with your British idioms, means something different than 
you're you're behind as yeah, it is called it's more in, your, in your opposite it's more of the opposite <laughs> of the behind uh and and not on both genders uh i i sorry i didn't say both i said so i know but there's more than two i'm sorry uh Tumblr. that's at pd rave on twitter <laughs> sorry Tumblr. i didn't i didn't mean to imply there were only two genders sorry uh God, even saying that is going to make me come off like a sarcastic prick. <laughs> That's at PD Rave on Twitter. PD as in Williams, Stop. Rave as in Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll start with uh, Wolf Wolfgang. Uh, what did you think of the opening contest? What was your What was your first impression? What were, you, what were your thoughts? That was great. That was a really great, exciting way to to you know start something out. It's nice change of pace as opposed to like a a singles match that. You know, a lot of uh, promotions will open up with um, whenever they do like a pay-per-view event or a big event. They'll come out, you know, do like a couple singles matches to get the crowd warmed up. But I mean, they just they dove right in and just took off <laughs> with it. Uh, it was also nice to see that it was like a scramble match, which I don't I don't see a lot of um, from what I watch of wrestling, which is unfortunately just mainly mainstream stuff. Um, I can't even remember the last time I'd actually seen a scramble match in wrestling. Yeah. Ooh, it's been yeah, a while it's been, since it's been a long WWE time. has held one. Like, they, uh, they, they were kind of, that was the big stage for the scramble match, but uh, it's been a while since they held one. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And this was, uh, and then I, of course, during the intros, I got my first uh, first taste of having to pause the video to go find someone's uh <laughs> intro so i could watch it because it was copyrighted <laughs> yes. be muted, yes. which I, I had to do a lot of during this <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh i believe no, but, uh, it was for for oh who was it for i forget it was uh, for his local hero wasn't it? like no joe henry sings his own song no and <laughs> in the scramble it was kenny williams was, kenny williams was back to the future one right yes yes kenny williams yeah. yes okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, but, but the ending surprised ones. me the way that Lionheart won it surprised me considering what he came back from. Yes. So that that was a very interesting ending. I he, thought, came, so. he came back from not knowing how to take a styles clash. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, PD. <laughs> it's a face bump. It's just a face bump. It's just a face bump. That's all it is. PD. Tilt your head back. That's it. It's not. It's not a dangerous move. I. It never was. Petey. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Focus. he's okay now. Focus. Sorry. Sorry. Josh, uh, what were your thoughts on the opening contest? Well, so before before the opening contest even started, my my first thought was Davy Boy has his. I think they referred to him as Wee Man. Yes, uh, <laughs> my favorite person, one of my favorite people in ICW, and Wee Man. When he was doing like the the call out or whatever, all I could think of was uh, was Jeffrey Chaucer in A Knight's Tale. Oh, brilliant <laughs> analogy! Very good. So. Um, and I just I loved him. Like all the all the wrestlers were okay, cool, but Wee Man was like the greatest part of the first the first thing. I love Wee uh, Man, and that wasn't even his his thing when they were starting. Yes, yes, when they were starting, ahead. like five of the six were in in the ring, and I think it was Lionheart was just like standing outside the ring, yeah. and the very first thing that was that happened was like the the bell rung and Kenny 
just jumped out of the ring at Lionheart. Yes. And I knew then that it was gonna be it was gonna be a pretty fun match. Yes, yes. To watch. Yes. Uh Kenny Williams is a talented dude. Uh and I look forward to kind of seeing more. He would be another uh guy to, to keep an eye on as far as like a kind of a uh cruiserweight. Uh Deed, you you you're you're holding on to something? What? There's a local hero, he's going to win. Yes. <laughs> he's better than everyone at everything. He's the king of the entrances. Now we all sing. The local hero. Watch him as he goes. PD, on the last ICW show that we talked about on Fanny Pay, yes. I said Joe Hendry pretty much as it says in the song he's better than everyone at everything <laughs> at the end of the year i told everyone that joe henry was kind of on my short list for maybe being in the conversation to use a sports cliche for the most entertaining wrestler of the year in 2015 yes He's already on a roll for 2016. Yes. And I still periodically tweet out, hey, why isn't Joe Hendry signed somewhere? Why isn't he getting booked all over the world? The dude is everything wonderful about pro wrestling. He he gets it in a way that not a lot of people get. It. He's He's a guy that I just am absolutely enamored by. He is my kind of pro wrestler. Yes. And he made this more of a spectacle than it would have been just on his own. And yes. the match overall was really, really enjoyable. Uh, the story coming out was Lionheart and Davy Boy. Yes. And I really have no complaints, uh, except that I think Joe Hendry shouldn't be in the opening match. He should be somewhere near the main event. But yes, that's well, you know. just my opinion. I mean, you know, but in the future, uh, we, like I said, one day he will be, or probably, I probably said it in the pre-show, one day he will be the global hero. Uh, and, you know, it will be a just, in a just world, that would be the case. Uh, yeah, we've walked away from that match. We go to uh, an... And now I, I am utterly disappointed that I don't have Joe Hendry to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just downhill from here. Uh, I wouldn't say downhill. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, no, the, the show was good. Yes, oh, the yeah, show was fantastic. Uh, but we'll get to that. But we get to the next match, which had a, which had a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of kind of buzz and kind of a uh, talk around it. Uh, the ICW Tag Team Championship uh, contest uh, throw in the towel match where the losing manager would be fired from ICW. Uh, the interesting thing going into this contest was the fact that uh, it had been announced that no matter win or lose, uh, Polo Promotions would be leaving ICW. So it was uh, the 55... Uh, defending uh, their championships uh, with against Polo Promotions. Uh, it was a kid fighting the 
what the East End Butcher Shaw Samuels defending against Jackie Polo and the real deal Mark Coffey. Uh the fifty five, which if you know a little bit about uh UK politics, you know what that number is. Uh that is the number that of the people. Well, why don't that, you explain it for the rest of us? <laughs> the number that voted no on the Scottish uh independence vote. Uh, oh yeah, so there's so they got booed. So yeah, so no, they're the big time heels. They're the they the fifty five, they're like the people that want us to be stuck in the UK still, you know, essentially. I mean it's never <laughs> outright said. They just called themselves the fifty five and then that will let it everything infer on itself. Uh and and that's what what's been again, Shaw Samuels being from the UK. Uh uh I think Kid Fight as well. Uh they were they were taking on Polo Promotions, Jackie Polo and Mark Coffey. Uh, this was fascinating because of the the the, the thing, knowing that Polo Promotions were leaving, and the fact that it was like the for the championships, it was a surprising ending. It was it was a it was a a charged match. I don't know. It's hard to to kind of describe the the, the atmosphere around it. Deej, what, what, how would you describe kind of the atmosphere around it? Uh, shades of CM Punk in two thousand five when he won the Ring of Honor World Title, and then at the next ROH show proceeded to sign his WWE contract on top of the ROH World Title. So I, I'm definitely intrigued as to how this will go. Uh, Wolfgang, what were your impressions of the Tag Team Championship contest? I I really enjoyed it. It seemed like there was a lot of energy in it. Um, for some reason, the only thing that that keeps jumping out in my mind is when I saw uh, James R. Kennedy. Um, apparently, I guess tight pants are a big thing in ICW. <laughs> uh, tight jeans. Yes. yes. Um, tight and pants. I kept thinking this guy looks like he he's like a like Roose Bolton from Game of Thrones or something. He, he just had that nice villain look to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah, I didn't know about uh, that Polar Promotions is actually leaving, so now that I know that... Um, makes, makes it all more fascinating. Uh, at least I don't, I, don't, I don't remember if they actually... Did they mention that in the uh, show? Because I don't remember it. They might have? I don't remember. Like, I, I don't remember if they mentioned it during the show. It was something because, that I saw on social media before... Oh, okay, because that is gonna that seems kind of weird to have they, them win. Yeah, and then it's like, hey, we won. Bye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but um, but I, I, I see I, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it, goes. It, it was really entertaining. Man. It seemed like there was a lot of. For, for some reason, to me, that James R. Kennedy was the star of that in my mind. Uh, the way he, the way he stuck out just his character in general i I really enjoyed the most i think uh this was i think the first moment and unfortunately he's he's gone now yeah uh this was one of those first odd moments of this promotion where where it's like where it felt like maybe there was something going on backstage that was peeking its head out a little bit (laughs) uh overall in the atmosphere of the promotion i don't know maybe it was just me but it it just felt kind of like that uh, th- there was cu- a couple of things going forward that felt like that. Uh, Hilp, 
Joshua Chaos, what was your th- what were your thoughts on the tag team contest? Well, I thought it was really interesting that it was, you know, it it had to be the coach throwing in the towel, and whichever one did was leaving. And they did the the fifty five did like a like a walk in intro with like a steady cam as they were coming in, and that at that point I just noted that like those two guys seem so English that it like it hurts them. <laughs> they were they were just assaulting their coach, basically telling him. I mean, it sounded like to to them like they didn't even want him to bring the towel. Like just leave it outside. And the whole the whole match was just focused on the coaches. And at one point, Mark Coffey tackles his own coach. Yes. And then he hits Kennedy like a minute later. And I think that was that was the point right before it ended. Pretty much was Kennedy gets like kicked in the face or something. And I think at that point, he just doesn't want to he doesn't want to play anymore. (laughs) Which was kind of an odd ending. It's just like. I, I did like the moment of like Mark Coffey tackling Coach Trip, because uh, he didn't want him to throw in the towel. Because even if like even if uh, even if uh, Jackie Polo is in the in, is in a submission hole and he's in a tight spot, then they're not gonna quit. They want these championships. They want to go out as champions. Uh, Deej, what what would you speculate? Because like. When they announced early before that they were gonna leave, I figured it's like all right, you know, they're they're uh they're on their way up or something. Uh Kitty Rave you... I'm gonna throw a word at you that might be something that you might have forgotten about in the world of professional wrestling. The word is storytelling. Yes. Bam. That's all all there is to say, they are yeah. clearly telling a story, and clearly it's going to go somewhere. Yes. Where? It's hard to say. Like I said, this is very <laughs> much like the original Summer of Punk, where CM Punk won the ROH world title against Austin Aries in what was believed to be his final match in Ring of Honor, and then, oopsie, he won the title. Yes. And <laughs> kind of like Summer of Punk number two, where he said a lot of stuff in Las Vegas, and then on what was supposed to be his last night with the WWE, oopsie, he won the WWE title. So I think that makes things really interesting. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, let's see where it goes. It's, it's storytelling, Petey. Yes. Uh, but let's see where the night goes. The night goes to the next contest, kind of a showdown, a follow-up uh, matchup. Kind of the second contest between these two gentlemen. We have uh gentlemen's uh we have the necromancer, Mikey Whiplash, uh taking on kind of a, a very buzz about uh wrestler in the UK. We have Trent Seven. Mikey Whiplash versus Trent Seven. Uh Deej, what what context could you give uh this matchup? How familiar are you with uh, both of these men? Um, I look at Mikey Whiplash and I see a guy that would have fit in really well in the early 2000s of the indie scene. 
But uh, also, uh, maybe that's because ICW has a little touch of a ECW vibe, so it works here. Um, in terms of Trent Seven, I can't really say. Um, quite a few of the guys on the show were fairly new to me, so I, I was intrigued because I know enough about Mikey Whiplash, so I just wanted to see where it would go. Uh, Wolfgang, what did you think of this contest? This kind of contest of like bru- technical bruisers, I guess you would call them. Yeah, it just it very weird guy. I obviously, I you know don't know anything about the two gentlemen. Um, I don't know it. It didn't hold my interest as much as I was hoping it would, especially you know when you got uh, Mikey Whiplash coming out looking the way he looks, and I I guess this was my first intro again to. I guess in ICW, there's a big thing about big guys with big beards, and and oh, that's and being, just the indies in general now. And being like and being you know painted up and stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, I see a theme here. <laughs> uh, I I don't know for some reason this this match didn't hold my interest as much as I was hoping it would. Um, I don't know if that's because I was so happy with like the way it started with the scramble match. Um, I guess I was in more of a, and to some extent, you know, kind of the the the, the I quit match, uh, the the towel match. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just I, I I was I was in more of a a cruiserweight mindset. Yeah, this was uh, more of at, a, the, at the start of the show, and and this was more of just like a lumbering, just like I'm going to beat the hell out of you till I win. Match. <laughs> yes, this is more of a war of attrition. Uh, two big dudes that can that can. That can scrap, that can battle, and that can also uh, you, you do technique. Uh, it also involved, it also involved one of the sickest superplexes you'll see anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that was, God, that was awful. yeah, that was. I will admit that was very impressive. <laughs> Sends shivers down your spine. Uh, Josh, well, what did you think of this contest? Well, the. So the Necromancer is really like the first real character. Other, I mean, other than like Lionheart's a character in that he's like a villain. But the Necromancer is like, he was wearing like, I, I don't know what exactly you would call the thing that he was wearing over his uh, junk, but it was not normal. And like I, the first thing I noticed about him was that he was wearing fishnet stockings. Yeah. And his legs oh, yeah, I forgot lovely. about that. Yes. Um, well, but at one point they they take a dive off the top rope onto not in, onto the ring but onto the ground, and then after that it's like five minutes of them just crawling around hitting each other. <laughs> yes, yes, the superplex, and it's like ah ah owie ah uh, yeah that was that was that was that was a turning point in the match where where it's like okay okay. That's good. <laughs> uh, I think overall, it was it was definitely uh, it was it was a cool contest. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see their their rubber match because uh, this was the second contest between the two of them. Uh, so we'll have to see the the how the third one goes. Uh, Trent Seven, I think, impressed. Uh, and and Mikey Whiplash is, is Mikey Whiplash is is I guess this the the guy. That is, he's he's been around for a while, 
So he's the guy that is there to kind of like bring people in and and to to an extent uh to use wrestling lingo, put them over. <laughs> uh ah. like it, it seems like that. Like he's he's always wrestling the guys that are coming in at least uh once. So uh so you know, it, was, it was made for a cool contest. Uh but I think it was it was just a kind of like, all right, this is just a regular ass wrestling match between two dudes that can wrestle the hell out of each other uh before i get back into the emotion uh with the new age click whose uh whose alignment uh is hard to keep track of nowadays uh if you keep if you're if you're continuously watching uh icw you have the new age click uh bt gun and chris renfrew Chris Renfrew being the former ICW heavyweight champion, uh, originally set to uh, take on Wolfgang, not not this Wolfgang, but I mean, but, an, yeah. but another dude named Wolfgang, uh, and Stevie Boy, uh, the former sec- other half of the Bucky Boys with the previously mentioned Davy Boy, uh, before they split off, before he turned on Stevie Boy, joined the heel New Age Click, then the New Age Click. Uh, Sided themselves with Mark Dallas, the minority owner, who we'll meet in a mo- uh, in a bit, uh, who's very much the hero uh, authority figure. Uh, they aligned themselves with them, and then in turn, Stevie Boy and Wolfgang turned on them. Pro wrestling. Yes, because you know what? This all this chaotic good nonsense is not is, <laughs> does not fly with uh, Stevie Boy. Uh, he's pure evil. Uh, but Stevie Boy apparently uh, he he had come down with an injury couldn't t- uh, couldn't perform. Uh, so Chris Renfrew decides that he wants to can- uh, challenge Kaylee Ray in in his stead, and he wants it in his street fight. So we get a street fight with uh, with uh, Wolfgang and Kaylee Ray uh, taking on the New Age Click. Deech, uh, who are you? Who are you here? Are you familiar with and? Oh, what was your uh, impression at first? Well, I can say that I am a big fan of Kaylee Ray. I think she's great. Th- this match overall was just—it was a street fight, and I think the Barrowlands in Glasgow does this kind of match really well. It's—it's it's the kind of arena. It's the kind of an arena where you would expect a street fight to happen. I'll yes. put it that way, and I mean that in the most complimentary way in the pro wrestling context mm-hmm. uh wolf uh i think this one came close to probably more close to meeting your expectation of a <laughs> wrestling event happening in glasgow glasgow uh sorry nikki yeah it, it was it was like you said it, it it was a flat out street fight um and what's interesting as i was that i noticed um about Baromania and the the venue they were at is like the crowd is really, really close to the ring because you're used to seeing this big area between, you know, the ring and the barricades. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're, you know, it's like they're just barely enough room for one person to walk through. Yes. And so, um, and I'm always entertained by inter uh, intergender matches um, because I mean, it, you know, it's it's entertaining. It's fun. Kaylee Ray was awesome. I loved her. Yes. Uh. uh Stevie Boy, I, he he has some pretty good mic skills. Um, I like Stevie Boy. 
Suvor, I, I was very entertained by him and, and his and his little crutch thing. Yes, yes. Well, you know, uh, he, he had to interject himself in there somehow. Yeah, yeah. He had to. Do, uh, um, and I was like, oh, that guy has my name. That guy looks nothing like me. <laughs> That's a big dude. Well, a, he, he spells it with an O. Yeah, he he, he does the correct you. spelling. So, yes. uh, but um, but I, I think once again, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm I'm a weird or something, but um, I was more entertained with the the story and personalities. I love the street fight, mind you. It was it was a great match, and you know it was just a flat out fight. Um, but to me, what made it better was the personalities involved. You know, you didn't have just have like, you know, you didn't have just two fat dudes and t-shirts. Two people here, two people here, <laughs> a street fight. And then they win, and you know, and it's a. You've got the mic skills. You've got people screaming. You got yelling. You, you know, you've got the drama and all that. And to me, that's what makes a match enjoyable is when they can bring out the personality and stuff, and not just make it just you know, uh, you know, oh, it's street fight, and I'm going to punch you, and I'm going to hit you with a chair, and I'm going to run you over with the car, and I win. And so I, I actually really enjoyed that match. It was it was nice to see uh, uh, to be introduced to. Um, Stevie Boy and Kaylee Ray because I had I'd never heard of them before, so I, I was really really happy to see uh, to see yes. those two. Kaylee Ray has a once again, PD storytelling. Storytelling, yes, <laughs> yes, storytelling, and that's what what made this really good was the kind of the storytelling of the of the heated uh, hatred between these two, uh, especially with uh, the 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 uh, aforementioned Stevie Boy and Wolfgang joining the Black Label. Uh, Josh, what what was your impression of of this street fight, Slobberknocker? Well, so the the first thing was they were using a lot of chairs, and I was like, okay, you know, that's pretty normal. And then they were like a a chair wrapped in barbed wire, and I was like, wow, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> and then I had no idea. At one point, at one point, they just say, and this chair has. Like three hundred, no, eight hundred thumbtacks yes. on it, and I was like, "You can't even see it at that point." And I'm, just, what? Yes. What? <laughs> Someone gonna die? Can't and we. by the end, I, I wouldn't we. have been surprised if Here someone pulled out the pistol. Go. Here we, Here we, Here, Here we, we fucking go. 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 I, 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 was, I, this, I, this match was ridiculous. Yeah. I did chant that uh, last year at uh, at a. Uh, the shimmer event uh when kaylee ray was in the ring it was kaylee ray versus nikki storm i, I chanted that out by myself because nobody else knew it and kaylee ray immediately shot her head around <laughs> like who said that <laughs> there's one guy <laughs> it was like and then i raised my hands like it was like yeah she pointed at me it, it was, was me. awesome <laughs> and she pointed at me and it was awesome and then nikki storm me- told me to shut up and you know what i did even gonna more t- awesome we're going to talk about Nikki Storm a lot a little bit later. But you oh, know yeah. what I did? I shut up. <laughs> so when, when the queen commands, uh, you listen. Uh, back on point, PD. Back on point. Uh, yeah, this contest was insane. We had the, the t- chair with the 800 thumbtacks. And then the, 
What was the ludicrous number they threw out of the what was in the the bag of holding? Four thousand. Like there was four thousand thumbtacks. A billion thumbtacks. <laughs> like ten thousand thumbtacks or some shit like that. I just remember they said that it was a record, and all I could think was, <laughs> why do you have a record for that? <laughs> because it's pro wrestling. Because why not? Hey, you know because what? Sports. It's, it's, sports in general has records for a lot of dumb shit. So <laughs> the whip, like, come on. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that transitioned us over into kind of like speaking of the black label and and not the black label and Mark Dallas. We had uh, transitioned over, over to a cool little segment. Mark Dallas came out uh doing the only thing he was supposedly allowed to do, which was uh accept the insane championship wrestling's induction to the Barrowlands Hall of Fame. Uh, which is which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, it's cool to kind of see the the relationship between a wrestling promotion and the venue they love to be at. Because uh, especially with non-mainstream wrestling, there's a lot more of a tight-knit relationship between the promotions and, like, some venues a lot of times because of, like, they're, they're always there. It's they're basically their home. Like they'll they'll give it a dumb dumb nickname like like uh, like the ECW Arena or something. You know, <laughs> like uh. But yeah, I mean th- that has historically been the case, right, Deej? Well, in the case of the ECW arena, it's not really one promotion. It's it's every indie promotion that's based out of Philadelphia or was born in Philadelphia. It for the longest time was just kind of the the arena where wrestling happened in Philadelphia. Uh, in the case of the Barrowlands in Glasgow, they seem to have really embraced ICW, which is great because that's a great venue. The fans are there to really cheer the show on, and it just feels like a perfect storm. Everything there is just, it's just right. It's exactly what it should be, and it's nice to see that uh, a venue is not shying away from pro wrestling. Yeah. It's always nice to see that. Uh, it was it was fun to kind of see Mark Dallas at least for a little bit. I like Mark Dallas. You didn't get enough of him. Tag uh, match, PD. But we get, that transition is over with the, you know the black label kind of uh, uh, spoiling things and being all nefarious and evil, uh, kicking out old poor Mark Dallas. Uh, we had them. Uh, we had the following contest. We had the black label. Uh, Big Kink Jack Jester, love that, and Red Lightning with Flex Hunter. That's a great name. Uh, yes, uh, Red Lightning with Flex Hunter in the in the their corner, taking on the second coffee of the evening, Iron Man Joe Coffee, uh, and the the incomparable man from the tap end of uh Stevenson, Grado, um. Ah, Grado. First of all, Petey Rave. Joe Coffee coming out in, in the hardcore Punisher face paint. Fantastic. Followed by his tag team partner, Grado, with the the tiger Rare. face paint. <laughs> Looking like he just came from a, a five-year-old party. Rocking. Or his own oh, birthday Grado. party. Grado is a cinnamon roll too good for this world. Yes. Uh, yes. Grado is just fantastic. Uh, he's just so much fun. 
and 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 it just <laughs> it was it, first of all Joe Coffey's makeup was just fantastic and on point like his like his entrance uh like it was and it fit because if it fit, again you get to see where uh it, it, it fit into the moment because of like how it signified what he was what the mentality that he was coming into this match with uh coming in with you know not taking no prisoners just gonna annihilate fools and then of course grado looking like a fierce old kitty cat Meow. uh wolfgang what was your impression of this tag team contest i like you said, the the Punisher makeup and the entrance, I was just like, hell yes. Um, especially because I just uh, a month ago binge watched uh, season two of a certain show on a certain internet website. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crunchy world. So I was really pumped about that. Uh, yeah, no, not quite. Um, yeah, the Marvel animated although I didn't, animes. <laughs> uh, but then, 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 then Grado, and I'm just like, also, unfortunately, I, Petey, we did not get to hear Grado's entrance music. Yeah, that that again was muted, so I don't know what he came now, up to. Grado's entrance music so. is, is special because most people in pro wrestling, they come out to something heavy or, or something like a really intense hip-hop song or, or a metal song. That, is he the one that comes out to Madonna? Yes. There, yes, yes, okay. that is Grado. Because I, I, I remember I looked it up later. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's the same song that he's using. He is the one that comes out to like prayer by Madonna. It is amazing. To to the sound of uh, the entire audience singing along. They will sing along to the entire song a la Daniel Bryan Danielson back again. And this goes back to and this goes back to like you were saying, um the Barrowlands really embracing uh, ICW and the and the wrestling and and, because the crowd was so into it. And just you can't help but love the guy and cheer for him, even when he like is dressed like in tiger paint and is growling. That's great, though. And I was just like, that is absolutely amazing. And those two combined together, um, you you can't help but cheer for him. Uh, They 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 were they were pretty great. Um. You could tell, like you know, the black label or the you know the the typical bad guys. Uh, the evil authority uh, figure. I, red I was, a, yeah, so nefarious. Um, which I, I I had no context of. Um, he's the until he's late, a uh, red lightning. Yeah, red lightning is the majority owner. He owns fifty one percent of ICW. Uh, uh, with Mark Dallas, the man who saw accept the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame, having the other forty nine percent. Uh, which kind of creates the he's the majority owner, so he holds all the like the power, uh, especially with Drew Galloway in his corner. But um, I was really impressed. I, I wanted, I would like to see more of Flex Hunter because that that's a big dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a pretty big dude. dude. Pretty impressive. Um, dude. but uh, just watching this, I, I was having so much fun with it because of Coffee and Grado. Uh, because, uh, 
Yeah. I, I don't know. They just seem so energetic and everything. And yeah, they, uh, they, they have a great energy. I think well, Joe Coffey just has a great intensity and he's a really talented wrestler. Uh, like he really kind of, and you know, all the all Iron Man, cause he's, he'll do a variety of the Iron Man thing of the Marvel heroes. He'll be Iron Man. He'll be war machine. He'll be, you know, uh, he's done, uh, he's done, uh, the, the, I forget the Captain America variation. I think it was like the, the Captain America one, uh, which is fascinating on, on multiple levels. But but he 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 he's really cool, uh, and Grado is just he's just a special snowflake. I love him. Uh Josh, he's, he's making he's he's, he's making TNA better or, yeah. or doing what he can. God bless him. Can. Uh Josh, what did you think of this tag team contest? <laughs> I mean, as as far as the actual fight itself goes, it was pretty. I mean, it was pretty good. It was, it was, all the fighters were, they knew what they were doing. But for me, the the majority of this match was all in the commentating. This one had some of the best lines. They just kept referring to Grado as a tiger. At one point, they they're like, "Kudos the red lighting, red lightning for fighting an actual tiger." It's <laughs> like, and then at one point, I just remember hearing, "Oh no, he's getting his disgusting tits out." <laughs> That was good. Oh yeah, when he started taking the uh, the, the straps down, yes. he's getting yeah. the tits out. He's got his disgusting tits out. Oh no! Uh, which is just it's just uh, I hate I hate to see body shaming like that. You know, our our poor our poor Grado. Body we, shaming doesn't exist in Scotland, Petey. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was a fun contest. It was done really well and. Uh, we did get the follow up with Joe Coffee. The 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 dastardly black label uh, won over uh, our heroes uh, in 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 less than scrupulous manner. Uh, however, however, Joe Coffee demanded a match against Red Lightning. He cornered him with a chair. Yes, of all things. Yes, and he said that. If he defeated him, he'd get a championship match. Or if he lost, he would quit ICW. Mm-hmm. Which was, which, uh, uh, I think, fueled by the fact that he saw his his brother, Mark Coffey, walk out the door. So it's like either I'm going all the way, I'm I'm out. Uh which is which made for really good compelling storytelling and really good things to to look forward to follow up on. Hey, there's that word again. Yep. <laughs> storytelling. And and something really cool to kind of follow up on and keep track of it going forward uh if you're watching on ICW on demand, which you should. Uh and then we had the following con- that, that transitioned on to the following contest. Uh now we- Petey, I will say this flat out was the cooldown match. Yeah. That's what this yeah. was. And yeah. that's okay. It's okay. Doug Williams, Doug Williams is good at where he is. He's always been a very, very good wrestler. He had a great run in TNA when TNA was still worth giving a crap about. And he is at this point kind of the, the uh, I would almost put him near that Robbie Brookside, William Regal level in terms of British wrestlers. He's he's getting there. Uh, I would not be surprised if you see him as a trainer at the Performance Center 
in a few years. And he had a match with Massimo. That was perfectly fine. Yes. Uh, showcased both of the guys. Uh, ended with a simple pinfall with the, uh, uh, Doug Williams using the rope as a true villain. Uh, again, along, uh, uh, a la Robbie Brookside and William Regal. You know, true villains. Uh, reign true. Uh, no, real quick, there's not a huge map, but real quick thoughts on on the contest. Wolfgang, what are your thoughts on on it? Uh, it this match kind of reminded me of like I was watching it going. Now this is the kind of match I'm used to seeing like open up um, a show. Um, very technical. Um, I like Doug Williams as the 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 English villain. Yes. You know, in, in hostile territory with his little risk thing risk thing that he does. Ah yes. Uh, he did remind Classic me of. Yeah, he's just like very. Uh, he's like, also ostensibly. He's he was also ostensibly a member of the Fifty Five as a stable, uh, as you can see with his entrance video. Though that the existence of that stable with Jeremy R. Kennedy leaving is is uh, up in the air. But yeah, it fits into that. Um, but it, I mean, it, you know, it was a good match. It, it ended like you know, in a, in a. I like the way it ended in the fact that you know. The, the villain used nefarious tactics. Yeah. Um, and there was, you know, fallout afterward in Massimo and all this. And I, and, and again, I had to look up to try to figure out what Massimo's entrance was. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was like, damn it. I got a pop. Yeah. What it was, though. Yeah. I don't think I could find one. But um, this this definitely, this for some reason, you know, this was a match that I, that I just kind of watched. And felt like, you know, well, I'm, I'm used to kind of seeing this match at the beginning of a show as a build up to, you know, some of some of the more faster paced matches. Um, now, normally, Wolfgang, I would say that, that this would be the kind of match that would be the first match after an intermission during an indie show. Like everyone's back yeah. in their seats and this would be the match to restart the show for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Which I think a little bit even more fitting, especially with the world of indie wrestling, uh, or non-mainstream wrestling. Uh, any any thoughts to help uh, on this contest? Um, I mean, it was this wasn't certainly a match, and but for for Massimo, it was it was definitely all downhill. Doug Williams was just dominating the whole time, and. It really was just kind of go go go, and then Massimo was defeated. It, I mean, it was it was fun to watch, but compared to all of the other matches that we'd seen so far, it was very like yeah, it wrestling. Was, it was a cool down match, which is okay because we were ready. We were getting ready to ramp up the excitement for the following contest. Uh the contest. Petey can barely contain himself. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, we had a loser leaves ICW match uh, between the best in the galaxy, Nikki Storm, uh, and her protege, Sammy Jane. Uh, no relation. No relation. Uh, this is <gasps> Nikki Storm. Yay! <laughs> uh, Nikki, Nikki Storm is absolutely fantastic. She's she is the best. amazing. Super, super talent. And Petey, I'm pretty sure on the last show we talked about ICW, we basically said, yeah, she, she's 
she's bound for superstardom. She's going to be a megastar. And hey, if you're paying attention to anything on the internet in the last couple of weeks, you might have seen a certain young lady from Scotland was part of the newest class of the Performance Center for NXT. So, so, so I do have a beef left, with whoever. That kind of left idea. this match to something of a foregone conclusion. Yes, yes. I do have a beef with whoever decided to put her in front of the six foot nine guy. It's just, it's just unfair. <laughs> well, true. She's not exactly. Let's just say it. Mickey Storm is not Vanessa Craven no. in terms of height, but she's got she, a she's big not personality. Craven. She, she's not Sarah Del Rey. She's not Summer Rae. She, she has plenty of personality. Yes. And, but and I'll put it this way. She's her. shorter than Leva Bates. And Leva <laughs> Bates shorter, is tiny. She's shorter than Portia Perez. Oh, wow. I know that by yeah, fact. That's really, that's really <laughs> tiny. Yes. She's, Portia but, Perez yeah, is a she's, She has more personality than most dudes in wrestling. Yes, and, and that's why I love her. Uh, she's, uh, she's wonderful. She's awesome. Uh, so if, uh, 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 before I lose myself, uh, Wolfgang, <laughs> what, what did you think of the contest? I'm right there with you. I was watching her. I, I could, you can't stop watching her. She's so energetic, um, very athletic. Uh, her character is just amazing. I, I once again, you know, what storytelling. Her her mic skills are incredible. Her, the whole them, you know, it was it was nice for someone like me who doesn't know anything about it, uh, for them to show, you know, hey, this is how this built up. This is you know what happened in the past, and this is how this this uh, rivalry came to be. Um, but yeah, I, I was grinning the entire time watching this match and watching them. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing against Sammy Jane. But it, she just doesn't seem like I, it, it, I don't know. It would be hard to really match up against Nikki Storm with how intense and athletic she seems to me. And why well, I've heard of her before? It was still like, a, this was a student teacher match, very much. Yeah, and, so, and I was like, I want to see more sticky Nikki Storm matches. And uh, a matter of fact, whenever well, I was uh, when I went back to. Uh, Whenever I was going back and uh, researching some uh, Noam Dar matches, um, I think it was a match between him and AJ Styles. They were interviewing some people, and she was one of the people that they were interviewing. I was like, immediately I saw her, and I was like, that's Nikki Storm. And I was, you know, so excited. So I'm, 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 ex- I'm super happy to have a new person to, uh, to look up now and watch matches for. And you say, so the, she's part of the new NXT performance? She, like just a couple of days ago, was uh, like announced on WWE.com as part, being part of the newest class in the Performance Center. Oh, see that? Oh, man. See, so, now, yeah. The, see, she, in my she's brain, it. she's uh, it. In, my, in my brain, that, uh, that has me going, wow, what, what would a match between Nikki Storm and uh, Asuka be like? Asuka, yeah. Well, the pro- it probably has happened. <laughs> hey. You probably look I, it all, I've got to hey, find it, it then. It, it might happen again. It might happen again uh, on a bigger stage with uh, with more with a uh, after them getting a little bit more of a of a growth. But yeah, you could probably. You, I imagine there has been Nikki Storm versus Kana at some point. <laughs> like 
Uh, so we'll have to look because she Nikki Storm has has been a regular at at least Stardom, uh, and a couple of promotions in Japan. She's been all over the place and she's earned her spot. So I'm excited. Nikki Storm. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, like you said, like, like you said, you could Petey. tell it was a it was a student uh, mentor match. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You could continue. Nikki Storm seemed like she carried it a lot. Yes. Um, did and did a lot Petey. of the selling and all that. So. Yeah. I just want to say, Petey. Great when somebody you're a really, really, really big fan of gets signed and, and you just know that great things are going to happen. Isn't that a great feeling? Like what yeah. you're feeling right now is what. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I went generico when yes. he went back to Tijuana. Yes. And, and it's kind of what I'm going through right now with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. It, it's that feeling. Yes. Uh, Isn't it Josh. a great feeling, PD? Yes, that is. Josh, uh, what did you think of of the uh, the female contest of the Nikki Storm and Sami Jane? Well, I so I didn't think I was gonna like Nikki Storm because they they definitely paint her as like the the villain, the the bad person. And I mean, I knew that I wasn't gonna like Sami Jane because she's we uh, weird. I don't know, weird. But really, what I saw was. Nikki Storm looks like a wrestler. And uh Sammy Jane looked like they went down to like like a like a Tesco and they were like, you, you're gonna come, you know, win a match against someone who is significantly stronger and more skilled than you. And this match, more than any of the others, it was kind of there on all of them, but whenever anyone shook out of a pin, the person that was pinning them just looked like they had just been told that they were adopted. It was just like, oh, oh, oh. That's, How? that's two count. No, what? what? That's pro wrestling. One Oh one. It really is. Yeah. Two's what's with, uh, was it three? It's like, no, that, that amount of time has faster. That was three. But also this one ended with like one of their walkout things. Like, like somebody was following and, Sammy Jane just like kidnaps Nikki Storm or something. I don't know. She threw her in the back of a van and they drove off. Uh, Who else was in the van? Well, is my question. There's a third person. Well, what had happened was what had is happened that was. once Nikki Storm was defeated. The funny thing is, that I think I didn't get to see it because I watched it immediately the next day. So I think this was in the edited version of her. The, the stipulation: Nikki Storm had to leave ICW, and she was. Carried out, kicking and screaming, <laughs> literally several times, actually. Which is, like which the, is like about the toddler. best way a heel can go out. Also, I just want to say Nikki Storm is that much more awesome because I remember reading Chris Jericho's autobiography or one of the books he wrote, and he'd always said that that's exactly how he wants his last match to end, with him being pulled out, kicking and screaming, and Nikki Storm did it, and that's awesome. Yes, it was. Did it first. It was such a very perfect Nikki Storm way of saying, "I love you guys. I'm gonna miss you all. Goodbye." Like that's like that was her way of saying goodbye. I'm gonna miss you, ICW and the Barrowlands. I love you all. I don't want to leave, but I, you know, I have I, I have the opportunity. Like she didn't do a sappy speech. She just threw a toddler tantrum. It's like no. 
And it was quite the tantrum. It was amazing and such a perfect. She, she is destined for greatness. And then, of course, she was. She was. Well, she, you know, they put. She, her is, in she is. She is a future women's champion. Yes, she, she is. Really, and we, PD, you and I were saying that a year ago, weren't yes, we? Yes. Yes, we were. Uh, she was put on in a van, and then, uh, as Billy Kirkwood said, uh, they'd bought her a megabus ticket to Orlando. Uh, yep. <laughs> the, you know, Dara Breen's smiling head on the back. Uh, but yeah, well, they do have megabus on the Orlando because that would that would have been a that would have been a hilarious video. Anyways, focus. It would have been a hilarious video. Uh, focus. Uh, but that transitioned us into uh, our main event of the evening. We had the ICW World Heavyweight Championship contest. We had the chosen one, the 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 cornerstone, I would say, of the Black Label. Uh, we had Drew Galloway challenging the Beast of Belfast. The biggest thing to come from Ireland since Darrow Breen's head, though technically he's from Northern Ireland, which is a separate country. Uh, great comedian. Great. Uh, Big Damo's from Northern Ireland. Uh, Big Damo. Uh, Big Damo, you might recognize physically if you watch the Shinsuke Nakamura video montage during uh, TakeOver uh, Dallas. Uh, which they use footage from Revolution Pro, which I, be- I I I think I'm planning on including in the future, just because of that uh, on the docket. But yeah, Revolution Pro, and you can see an undeniable figure in, uh, in a, one of the matches with Shinsuke Nakamura, a tall, pale, you know, built, bulky uh, Irishman, and Big Demo. Uh Deej. What what context did you do you have for this? Are you are you familiar with Big Demo? No, I know you're familiar I with Drew Galloway. <laughs> I am familiar enough to know that he is the current and reigning ICW Heavyweight Champion, and I, I know that everything that happened with Drew and Grado uh, played it into this. So I'm I'm intrigued. Yes. Uh Drew well, Galloway, <laughs> the chosen one. Drew Galloway. Yes. Drew Galloway. Love that dude. Yes, yes. Love that dude. Yes. Uh, he's fantastic on the mic. He, uh, he's such a waste of time. Great promo. He's always been a great talker. Even yeah. like in his early run in ICW, pre WWE, or was it ICW? It might have been ICW. Yeah, he's, he was great. He was great. He was great even back then. So. Yeah. 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 Love Drew. Love Drew. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang, what did you think of the main event? I really enjoyed it, and I've, I've, I didn't, you know, seeing the names, I don't, I don't, not familiar with the people, and you know, I learned about Big Demo and Big Guy. Didn't realize he was actually that big. Uh, and then I see Drew Galloway, and I'm like, I know that guy. Where do I know him from? Oh my God, that's Drew McIntyre. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know that Drew Galloway was his real name, and you know, and he had went back to it once he went back to ICW. He went back to ICW. He he is with TNA as well here and there, but yeah, he he's been really killing it on the indies ever since. Uh, so I was very excited to see him in this match. Um, once I found out it was him, uh, great match. Um, I'm trying to remember the the. I really liked the ending. 
um, only because of the uh, I like I like for some reason I don't know I'm weird I like matches that end with in like there's chaos going on and oh no a submission hold and like the person you know oh like, yes. passes out yes yes uh, it uh, ended with uh, uh with uh big Damo putting in his lock uh realizing he wasn't gonna uh he wasn't gonna cause drew to submit uh, then he proceeds to drop he <laughs> proceeds to drop repeated bows repeated elbows <laughs> to the point where drew galloway's out out cold uh after which the referee uh uh i want i'm gonna go ahead and look up his name but the referee went ahead and called the match uh kind of like just saying He's unable to defend himself, kind of classic, like... Uh, unable to continue. Yeah, unable to continue. The winner is Big Demo. Uh, it, it, made for, it, it made for a fascinating uh, ending to it. Uh, and, and again, interesting storytelling, too, because, like, the, the everybody... The Red Lightning was pissed. Drew Galley was, was pissed. There's a great video that they put up on, on the on the youtube i don't know if because uh, i think you guys might have just been, based on timing watched the the tape the edited version uh so i don't know if they included you it. watched it live right pd i watched it uh live to tape uh okay. I, I didn't because i don't, they didn't stream live but i watched it very next day so i essentially watched the raw footage live to tape uh version hmm. so like i didn't see like um like for me, the Joe Hendry entrance was just full on looking at the camera, looking at the the screen. <laughs> you, I imagine you guys had it cut away, and you guys had better audio. Like, like, uh, had it cut away to actual video. So, so it was, it was interesting. But, but again, the video was then backstage after the show, uh, and they proceed to yell at the referee, uh, and and not only and fire him and threaten to throw him down the stairs. Uh, and Mark Dallas as well, uh, because he dared to call the match for the sake of the safety of Drew Galloway. Uh, which, by the way, Drew Galloway doing a really good job of selling head injury uh, in that in that video uh, moment uh, afterwards. So it's like kind of like that would make for an interesting story going for some storytelling. Uh, Josh, what was your what was your impression of the the open, of the main event? What were your thoughts on the main event of the evening? So I knew I knew that I was going to enjoy it because one Drew Galloway came out and he was doing like I imagine it was a periscope. It looked like he was live streaming from his phone as he did his entrance, and that was very cool. And Big Demo came out wearing a Big Demo shirt, so I just I immediately <laughs> loved both of them. Um. But it was, it got very hectic when I thought that it was just going to be like a 15 on 15 match when everybody came out. Like all of, basically everyone that fought for like throughout the whole day, it seems like, came out and were going to face off against each other. But it, they, they basically pulled it back to, it was going to be very uneven for Big Demo. And then it came down to just the one on one that it was supposed to be. And the ref got kicked in the face, and it was it was how weird many, because at one point Big Demo had a pin exactly. that was like they went, well they I think went to two they, 
they had they had their yeah they had their main ref like their their senior ref and he's the one that got kicked in the face and then at one point a new ref came in but i think at the end it was the the old ref the ref that got injured but at one yeah. point damo had a count that was like six seconds but the ref was like unconscious on the mat so it didn't nothing came of it and then at the end like before drew galloway was unconscious or unconscious um it just looked like big damon was gonna start eating him <laughs> like big damon was going crazy. i was like so that's why he's big demo yes he eats the the he eats uh, his fallen victims uh whole uh and that that feeds his hunger uh like, like a true northern irishman yes <laughs> Uh, and it was a senior official, Thomas Karens. I, I, I finally called uh, the the match uh, at the end. It, it, it was it was it was kind of a cool way to end the the main event. It made it made Demo look beastly. Uh, it made Drew Galloway look strong in a sense because he had to be incapacitated in order to even uh, beat him. It's gonna it's gonna keep things going forward. Like you know the the old adage uh, again the old adage of you know, with wrestling terms uh, you don't have to you don't have to go, uh, you don't have to go over to get over, uh, which I think it, it fits in here as well. Uh, they both looked strong, and I think it was made for a great main event uh, for Batamania to and capped off a really cool show, a really good show. And I'll bring it back around for for your conclusive thoughts, Wolf. What what was your impression at the end of it? What were your thoughts on the on the show overall? I loved it. I mean, it seemed you know all of the matches had something. Um, the the two main things, well, there I guess there were more than two, but the two biggest things that stuck out in my mind was um, Joe Coffey. I just Iron Man Joe Coffey, his entrance. His intensity, his match, I thought was incredible. And uh, Nikki Storm was, you know, Nikki Storm, you have a new fan. I'm going to like look up all of your stuff and keep track of you from now on. And uh, just make sure you're watching NXT. Yeah, yeah, well, that too. I'll watch whatever she's on. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was just. It was really exciting. Um, I love, love, love how into it the crowd gets. Um. In the barrel land. Um, I mean, that, just that, that to is, do Wolfgang. Do you watch the the NXT takeover shows? Uh, off and on when I get a chance to. Okay, and um, I've always said that those shows, the NXT takeover, they definitely have that similar vibe. Of oh, I, the crowd I love of really how into, into it when a crowd gets into like a match or a show that makes it ten times better. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, see, and, and the, just the icing on the cake was the commentators. Yes. Absolutely brilliant. I could listen to those guys Again, Billy Kirk. every match that I watch. Billy Kirkwood is phenomenal. He, Billy, he really, really, really fucking Kirkwood is, is just fantastic. He's a hilarious dude. Super smart dude. Always, always on the ball. Uh, just freaking hilarious. I love Billy Kirkwood. Uh, it's, it's like opening shot. You see the two commentators, and like one of them's wearing a kilt, and I'm like, I love it already. Yes, yes. This is going to be Scottish wrestling. He is 
fucking Scottish to the T. Like he is, he is proud of it as well, and 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 I love that. Like he he owns. I, I'm not entirely religious, but I say again, God bless Billy Kirkwood. <laughs> yes, spaghetti monster bless kill Billy Kirkwood. May the spaghetti monster uh, bless him with his uh, uh, noodly ten- tendrils. Uh, Josh, what were your thoughts on the uh, event overall? The show overall. It was it was very enjoyable. It was a very good like balance. There were there were a couple matches that I was in love with. There were a couple matches that I was very invested in, and there were a couple matches. I mean, for me, it was almost like every other match was one that I was I like really really cared about. And then the ones between were like enjoyable to watch, but I wasn't you know laughing or gasping or thinking that someone was gonna have you know like eight hundred thumbtacks embedded in their back. <laughs> which was gruesome. Uh, but it was it was a very good mix of awesome and just enjoyable to watch. And one thing that because I don't I don't watch a lot of wrestling. Um but the one thing that this really had was this had personalities, this had characters, this had people that I didn't know existed and now I care about them. And one one of the big ones that I mean, he was only there. He was there in the, the, the first match, the scramble. And then he came back once or twice. But Kenny Williams, it was just fun to watch. He's a good character. And he was he was good in the scramble. But there were there were just characters like Kenny Williams, Nikki Storm, the Iron Man and the. The giant. Um, but it, it was, it was good from start to finish, which was good because it was four hours long <laughs> and I, I watched it which all in one sitting. is about standard for like your major wrestling show. That's about, it's about standard yes. for the yeah. big show of the year. Yes. But I was, I was worried that I was going to get two hours in and just be like, I need a break, but it, I started it. And then every time I was thinking that I needed a break, a really good match came on, and then I got excited again. Yes, yes, and that's what I think. That's what's really great about really good cards, really good, well constructed cards, is that it'll carry you through the entire way uh, without overwhelming you. It'll carry you through the entire way, uh, getting excited along the way, keeping you through for an entire four hours. <laughs> uh, Deej. What will be your takeaway uh, from the guy's thoughts and from from your thoughts on the show? ICW is great. The world needs more Joe Hendry. God bless Billy Kirkwood. Yes, yes. Billy fucking Kirkwood is amazing. Uh, We also, I I will lament. And I love Joe Hendry so much. He's just, he he is safe for Xavier Woods. He is exactly oh, what i would be if i were a pro yes joe hendry you would sing your own theme songs it would be amazing you would not now the only bummer is that you don't get to be the one to, that could first do a, a pokemon themed entrance music because he took that from that's me. okay though because it's joe hendry and i'm okay with that yes uh, uh take it home yes uh, i'm gonna go ahead and take it home 
But yeah, ICW, go ahead and check ICW On Demand, uh, insanewrestling.co.uk, I believe ICWondemand.com, or at least ICW if On you Demand. Are, if you are a wrestling fan and you're the type of wrestling fan that watches a whole lot of wrestling, like me and like Petey, who probably watches even more than I do now, and you're looking to kind of curate a little bit, Keep Insane Championship Wrestling on your list. Yes. Uh, they are one of the people taking advantage of Pivot Share, which I think is going to be, I think it has been and will be going forward, one of the biggest boons for, for wrestling promotions that want to put their stuff out there in a in a content delivery service and not maybe be holding to, to something like YouTube. Uh, Pivot Share, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But yeah. Go check it out. ICW uh, InsaneWrestling.co.uk is a good way to start. Uh, ICW, I, I highly implore you to check out ICW on demand. Uh, that's it. Uh, Wolfgang, where can people find you on the internet? What do you got going on? Uh, pretty much across uh, the board uh, branding on my part at Wolfgang on Twitter. Just keep an eye out there, and you could probably find me anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, W U L F E Gang Wolfgang. Yep uh josh chaos joshua chaos what do you got going on the internet uh for me right now pretty much everything you can find at chaosbuffering.com i do podcasts of my own i do a lot of writing if it if it's about me it's going to be up there pretty much and there's a lot going up there right now with the return of chaos buffering uh i was on a two months strong i'm excited yeah, I was on a I was on an episode recently. We you know we've got, we've got all the whole crew doing our our circular thing, but kind of doing our insanity. You know, Nikon's there, <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, Kaz, of course. So it's, it's, the chaos buffering is is a good time. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, yeah, go check it out chaosbuffering.com. Deej, you got anything to tell the people about? Yes, I do, Petey Rave. I'd like to give a shout out to two of my favorite people, Jackie Hearn and Crunchy, who are the hosts of the brand new podcast entitled That Time of the Month. Uh, Jackie and Crunchy, two ladies, uh, they go over news stories, usually involving crazy women, occasionally involving the state of Florida. Uh, They play games with guests. And they talk about things from a somewhat feminist and somewhat not feminist perspective. Uh, It is called That Time of the Month. You can follow them on Twitter at T-T-O-T-M-Pod. That's T-T-O-T-M-Pod. And uh, yeah, follow Jackie Hearn and Crunchy on Twitter as well. They're they're great. So yeah, That Time of the Month podcast. It's a really good show. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, he is at Just Call Me DJM. Petey! I'm at Petey Rave. I, I, the show is at Fanny Pack WP. Let's hit the outro music. FannyPackWrestling.com Rebelli TV on YouTube, Twitch, and all the things. Until next time. Possible Flippers. Don't worry about me. Go, go check out that time.
Simon Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> I love you, Nikki right. Storm.